What's up, everybody? Today on First Cup, we're going to talk about the world's lack of nuance. We're going to talk about the movie The Next Karate Kid, and it's Friday, so we've got jokes. Stick around. We're rolling in 15. One. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Friday. It is September 10th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. You know, I'm just, uh, what I was doing in my head just now was a little bit of math. Monday will be, uh, what's 96 to now, 2006, 2016, will be 25 years. Monday will be 25 years since Tupac passed. Probably doesn't mean much to any of you, means a great deal to me, has nothing to do with martial arts. Well, I hope you had a good Thursday. I had a pretty solid day, it was a busy day, but a good day. Got through a bunch of work, some good work. Actually, did some work for a client that took way less time than expected. Oh, unfortunately, that's a client that's hourly. Um, took care of some errands. Might be joining a new, not replacement, but additional gym. Oh, we got people coming in. Yay. Good morning, Stacy. Good morning, Mel. Happy Friday to you. And I stopped off at a uh, Mexican chain Moe's. Those of you in the area have probably heard of it. I don't believe they're national. And so a few weeks ago, I got a burrito there. And I got a burrito bowl this time. The thing still weighed a ton. And I ate the whole thing. Uh, Stacy, sure. You got you to gotta send me some times. And please don't do it right now. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Uh, Dennis says, Friday, yeah, yeah, fun day, fun day, Friday. Sounds like something, sounds like a promotion Denny's would have, doesn't it? Fun, fun day, Friday. Be something where they would offer, I don't know, something fried, like their chicken fried steak would be half off every Friday before four. Good morning, Daniel. So what else happened yesterday? So what I wanted to talk about is, we, we've talked about this a little bit before. We've talked about, and, and these two things are kind of related. We've talked about the world's, let's call it lack of empathy. People's, I don't believe unwillingness, but inability to exert energy considering other people and their positions, their point of view. And, you know, as martial artists, we're just as guilty of this as anybody else. You know, think of all the martial arts cliches. It has to do with people not rec recognizing that there are other ways to train or that there are other techniques that apply equally, maybe even better in certain situations. Ooh. I did a, a video for TikTok yesterday calling out what I consider to be a 
complete lack of even trying to have empathy and nuance. If you watch pretty much any content, and I don't care if it's written, if it's video, if it's on social media, it's on TikTok, what leads right now? Now, I don't mean the subject matter, but I mean what formats? They're all reductionist. The top three, the top five, the missing six, right? It's all lists. Because lists are easy. We can skim the head, head uh, the intro, and we can just go to the things and go, okay, what are the five things that they say so I can see if I agree or disagree? We're looking for that. As a society, we want to be mad for some reason. And that's why these lists are successful. If everyone agreed, no one would care about the list. The only reason the lists matter is because people disagree. Now, I've done some content that's, you know, here's the best kick when you're standing forward. It's a front kick. Because how many options do you have? Here's the best kick when you're standing sideways. It's a side kick because it's the most versatile in that situation. I have not done a video that said, here are the top three kicks that everyone needs to learn because that's dumb and I'm not going to do it. So I did a video on TikTok calling people out, not by name, but just in general saying that your unwillingness to address nuance in what you say does not benefit everyone. In fact, it's harmful because in the martial arts, there's a whole bunch of nuance that matters. And I'm gonna be honest, most of the people putting out these videos, I see their technique and it's not very good. They don't have the nuance. So it's not surprising to me that they're not talking about the nuance. Now what I found very positively surprising about that platform is nobody's really come at me. Nobody's questioned anything I've said on any of the videos. I shouldn't say question. Nobody's attacked. There's been some good conversation. There has been some nuance. I've been waiting for someone to, to, to question my credentials. Who are you to tell anybody it? Well, I'm not telling anybody anything. I'm just telling it how I think, how I see it. And there's a whole body of work backing that up. It goes back a few years. How do we get more nuance? We turn off Facebook. We turn off social media. It's the only way. Because the method of communication that is least conducive to a nuanced conversation from which empathy comes is text. Typing. Now, I'm not going to lie. Emojis help a great deal. But I don't see people using emojis as much as when they were first popularized. I use them constantly. So you stack all that together and you get where we are. This is a martial arts show, so I'm containing this mostly to, to martial arts and at least the martial arts practitioners as they go out into the world. I don't, I don't think there's a way back from this. Text is easy. The written word is easy. It is the form of communication that we have probably leaned the most into because it's been the easiest to preserve. I would imagine that years from now, somebody finds a thumb drive in some antique desk. Probably not going to have USB ports. 
on whatever we're using. I mean, this computer doesn't have a DVD drive. CDs and DVDs were dominant format for a long time. My PlayStation won't even play music CDs, which is weird. So what do we do? How do we inject nuance? I have a rule. That has nothing to do with martial arts. When I'm having a conversation over text, or I'm about to write an email, this is where really where the rule came from. If I'm writing an email and I feel myself getting emotional, and I'm trying to express my emotion articulately in the email, I stop writing an email and I pick up the phone. You ever had an email go sideways that the person received it completely different from the way you meant it because they filtered it through their own set of emotions and experiences? How often does that happen on the phone? How often does that happen in person? All these arguments that happen on social media that consume our time and our energy, very few of them would happen if people sat down face to face. But the problem is everybody's so hell-bent on expressing their opinion because they think everyone else cares about their opinion. And I and I admit, even when I share things, most people don't care about my opinion. That's okay. That by the time someone has received the opinion in their own way, through their own set of emotions and experiences, it's created a divide. And that divide has to be overcome first. But if those two people get on the phone or talked, they're probably not going to repair the relationship before they try to address the subject. Daniel says, hopefully, they'd have more sense than to plug in a random USB drive they found. I doubt they would. Remember, the reason we all still receive spam is because people reply to it and purchase. Stacy says, nuanced written word is hard, but still worth striving for. Long live good writing. I agree. Why is, and, and let me respond to that, why is the Gettysburg Address considered one of the greatest pieces of writing in American history? Because it's so short. That piece would cons be considered to be quite long by modern standards, especially in the context of something like social media or text messaging. And yet, it was much, much shorter than your typical address. A slightly different roll of the dice, and that thing would have been 10, 20, 100 times longer. But it didn't need to be, because Lincoln was a good speechwriter. And he found a way to boil it off. But what about when it was delivered? There was tone and intonation. There was emotion. There was facial expression, hand gesticulation. All matters. It all matters. It's those same nuances that I just mentioned that actually make the difference between a really good and a great form in competition or uh, promotion. Nuance. That nuance matters a great deal. You can't put nuance, nuance, there is no emoji for nuance. 
There is no emoji in our 26-character alphabet. Nuance is the space in between the words. And it's unspoken. It's unwritten. It's felt. And if we don't make it a priority, I'm afraid of what happens. I don't know what you're tying in on this. Daniel says it's not outside of the U.S. Oh, Anita. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, maybe it was so short because it was done by a man for a male audience. Well... Back then, that wasn't the norm. So. Ah. <laughs> I'm happy to see you here. Uh, Anita's a, an old friend. I haven't seen her in a very long time. Ah. The Gettysburg Address is not considered... writing outside of the US well I can't speak to the experience outside of the US because here's the thing unlike a lot of people I don't pretend to know anybody else's experience other than my own I'll tell you what I think I'll infer try not to make sweeping generalizations that encompass other people but I do because I think we all do but I recognize the need for nuance You guys in the chat are great. Those of you who watch later, I hope you get a chance to come in and, and watch or listen live sometime. Because I know we have people who put this on and while they're driving to work. Hopefully they're not watching. Hopefully they're just, you know, the phone's in the seat and they're listening. I would do, if there were things that I could do to solve some of these problems that we have in society, I would, but I don't see anything that I can do. So I say what I say, and I hope that other people will say what they say. And I hope that there are other people like me talking about this and that maybe we can make some progress. But sadly, when you, when you look at trends in society it follows a pendulum once that pendulum gets too far up it corrects and i think we've got a little bit more for it corrects that's okay we do the best we can with what we have where we're at what's the other thing i was going to do talk about today oh what's going on this weekend working in the garden it's supposed to be beautiful weather got some time with some friends carved out but mostly the garden. We've got some more building to do and then deciding on whether or not to build more garden beds or wait until spring. Oh, and grapes. I have to harvest grapes, like all the grapes. Because if the raccoons come to eat my grapes again, I'm going to lose my mind and I might have to shoot raccoons because not sleeping for weeks in a row is not acceptable. It was two weeks last time. Do you guys remember that? 
I was a zombie. I was taking naps every day. I couldn't do it. The last thing I want to do is shoot raccoons. Almost stepped on a snake last night. Two night. So we're in a weird time of year. Um, so my garage, attached garage, stays warm. It's a concrete slab, right? And I opened the door, came in, and a frog hopped in. This was two days ago. It was a toad, if we want to be technical about it. And it tried to wedge itself behind the wood pile. And so I wanted to go in and eat. But, you know, here I am, like, trying to keep this thing from going in further. Managed to get the guy. Put him out. Last night, looking for a frog as I was closing the door. Nope. Little baby snake. And I'm not 100% sure that it managed to leave before the door came down. It was small enough that it pro and, and you know, garage doors have that squishy part. Probably wouldn't have killed it. So I may have trapped a snake. <laughs> Tommy says I can borrow his dog. They don't like his howl. Mel says if they get all the grapes to let her know. She's got a bunch she's not doing anything with. It's... It's less of a, a of a issue about wanting the grapes and more about not wanting the raccoons. I'll make some grape butter. There's a, there's so much. There's so much. It's there's gonna be a bunch of jarred up jam. I may have to go get some smaller jars because going through a big big jar of jam is just ah that coffee's good. It's almost time to harvest my quinoa. Can I tell you guys I'm, I'm growing quinoa? Where's my phone? All right. Stuff that you guys wrote in. Let's start with the things over here on the First Cup Facebook page, which if you are not part of, you should be. Uh, Nathan dropped a meme. Nachos are just tacos that don't have their life together. Uh, got a lot of love for nachos. I think we all know that. Uh, and Jenny dropped an article about Martin Cove on Dancing with the Stars, and I just wanted to read the caption she put in. I don't know if this is yours, Jenny, but if it is, brilliant. Cha-cha first, waltz hard, no mercy. It's <laughs> fantastic. All right, Stacy's calling for the jokes. Let's do the jokes. Jokes courtesy of Frank. Thank you, Frank. We've got some Chuck Norris jokes. Now, we actually posted a Chuck Norris joke on social media with the request that other people post their favorite ones. And we, we had some good ones come in. Uh, most of them seem to show up on Instagram. Some people wear Superman pajamas. Superman wears Chuck Norris pajamas. Chuck Norris is the reason why Waldo is hiding. Chuck Norris will never have a heart attack. His heart isn't nearly foolish enough to attack him. Chuck Norris has counted to infinity twice. Chuck Norris can set ants on fire with a magnifying glass at night. When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks his closet for Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris ordered a Big Mac at Burger King and got one. Those are great. There are few... Uh, elements of, of humor that become like cultural phenomena. 
Chuck Norris jokes are one of them. Jenny says that that was definitely her caption. Thank you. Awesome stuff. You're a creative bunch. Where'd we go? Thursday, Friday. Okay. Yesterday marked another martial arts film anniversary. It was the 27th anniversary of The Next Karate Kid, starring Hilary Swank and Pat Morita. Here are some interesting facts from imdb.com, which, by the way, I know people who were in that movie. Kind of cool. The first people I knew in movies were in that movie. Small roles. The kata Hilary Swank performs in the Monk's Hall and Under the Waterfall appears to be a portion of the first kata, or form, Nahanshi Shodan, also known as just Nahanshi, Nafanshi, uh, Teki, Shodan, and uh, if my memory for forms worked better, I could tell you the name of the version in, in uh, Taekwondo. This form, this kata, historically of Chinese origin, is common in Okinawan Japanese karate as well as Tang Soo Do, practiced by the film's martial arts choreographer, Pat Johnson. Miyagi-san identifies his style only as Okinawan karate, but that could be any of the Okinawan styles that share this form. Since in the Karate Kid Part 2, Miyagi's nemesis runs a school in Naha with the Gojuru fist as the logo, and his students wear the Gojuru fist on their uniforms, then Miyagi is possibly teaching Gojuru, one of the five main styles of Okinawan karate, since Miyagi's father taught both him and Sato. I know somebody who there I've, I've since discovered other people who've said this. One of the interesting things about that form, if you've ever had the chance to learn that form, uh, is that there is a tremendous amount of nuance in there. It was originally presented to me as, oh, you're just doing a form against a wall. But in order to do it right, there's a lot of hip rotation, a lot of hip rotation, a lot of movement side to side. And it is from that hip rotation that everything else stems. I used to hate that form. And then I ended up, I think it was when I broke my hand. I couldn't participate in a certain drill we were doing. I was a teenager. I had myself and one other person. I couldn't, I don't remember why she couldn't participate. But we had to step off, and there was only room to do Nanshin. And we did it for like 20 minutes. It's not a long form. And doing it that many times changed my perspective on it. There's a lot of nuance in there. And I've since met a number of people who have said, I, I don't really think I need more than this one form. There's so much in this to unpack and to learn. And I think I would agree. Doesn't mean I don't want and will not do other forms. There's a lot in there. Jenny says, in our association derivative of Tang Soo Do and Taekwondo, we call it Nahanchi Chodon. Um, let me do a quick Google here. Taekwondo. Mm. Mm. Oh, come on. 
Come on, I'm trying to get the the name in Taekwondo. Ugh. Hold on. Against a wall. No, no, no. Nope. I don't know. I'm not going to look anymore. But it's there. It's there in everything. And it's one of the things I find interesting is that a lot of those forms were just so good. People were just like, we're going to take and just make a couple changes. Color them. Because before the internet, you didn't know. If you grew up in Korea and you were training Taekwondo, and your instructor told you that this form was invented by so-and-so, such-and-such, you may not know that this form was a slightly adjusted version of Shotokan karate. Because how would you know? You'd have to meet a Shotokan person. That probably didn't happen very often back then. Next. Before his passing in 2005, Pat Morita conceived a potential fifth Karate Kid film, which would have had a dying Mr. Miyagi training Johnny Lawrence, who now works as a doctor, into his peaceful karate arts, so Johnny can find balance on his life before Miyagi passes away and gets sent to Okinawa so he can be buried there. The concept never got off the ground, but it seems that a part of it has been revived for an episode of Cobra Kai. I find it fascinating. And, and you know, this is probably the heart of why Karate Kid means so much to people. Pat Morita absolutely embodied the martial arts and being a martial arts instructor. Now, some of that was his dialogue. Some of that was Fumio Demura and all the wonderful work he contributed to the films. But if you watch those movies, who's the one that steals the show? It's not Ralph Macchio. Sometimes it's Martin Cove. It's not Billy Zabka. It's Pat Morita. The Miyagi character and the way it is portrayed, the way it is acted, has a great deal of, what's, what's the word of the day, kids? Nuance. And that's why we love the character. That's why we love the movies. Chris says, how many martial artists does it take to change a light bulb? A hundred. One to do it and 99 to say, that's not how my instructor would do it. Tell me the first time that you saw Pat Morita on the screen, whatever film it was, you didn't want to train with him. <laughs> I'm just watching, I'm watching the, the stuff go through on here. 
Yeah, Chris remembers Morita from Happy Days. I didn't. I mean, I knew he was in there, but, you know, that, that wasn't my show. I'm a little young for that show. All right, one more. <laughs> this is funny. The fight choreographers gave Hillary Swank a pink belt for her mastery of the most flashy techniques, but none of the basics. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Hope you have a good day. Here's my request. Here's my request of all of you. As you go through the weekend, I want you to just notice. I don't want you to change anything. I want you to try to notice those times when your, when your brain tries to simplify things. When you hear someone saying something that you disagree with, and you instantly try to dismiss their point of view by associating them with something or, or some manner of reductionist thought process. I don't care if it's martial arts. I don't care if it's something else. Uh, not talking about politics. This is a politics-free zone. I made a banner for that this morning. just want you to notice and I want you to listen for it in other people if you say something and you know that what you expressed was a, a complex thought that had some nuance had some emotion and someone responds in a very simple way recognize that that's what's happening in their brain right then why don't we have nuance because it takes work Recognizing the nuance in someone else's statement or action requires a great deal of, of energy. And most of us are really tired. We're, I think most of us are emotionally exhausted over the last few years. But it's worth putting the energy into. Because what's the alternative? So I hope you have a good weekend. A great weekend. Even a fantastic weekend. And I'll see you back here on Monday. Make sure to drop some stuff to talk about in the Facebook group. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you. Thanks for dropping by. See you Monday. Peace.